Hi, Sky here. I feel the solstice energy pulling me forward as I travel through the short days and shorter attention span. It seems like there is not enough time in the day for the activities that fulfill our hearts and nurture our spirits, while juggling a list of responsibilities that didn't shorten with the days. When we lived close to the land and nature, we naturally slowed down and rested more in the months on either side of the solstice. The harvests were in and the work in the fields was done. Tasks were focused around the hearth, repairing what wore out, storytelling, contemplating successes and failures, lessons learned, dreaming. We did not get the chance to do that in our modern lives much. In fact, we've made it the antithesis of the natural season with a frenzy of consumerism, activities, and obligations. It is no wonder so many people struggle around the holidays. Here in the Pacific Northwest, the cool mornings have been holding the fog in the valley and clouds ribbon through the forest hills. The light filters through the mist, coloring the day silver. On days like those, I feel as if I'm in a different world, or sleepwalking through the day. We can honor the natural cycles and find time, or at least the intention, to embrace the darkness as a place of contemplation and rest. The darkness is the womb of potential. Many of our ancestors would celebrate solstice night with story, song, and candles burning all night to welcome the birth of the sun god. He fills each day with more light, working with the mother goddess and the earth to bring about the next new cycle of budding trees, blooms, and babies. We await and plan our own rebirthing. Healing in the Quantum Stepping outside of time and space with Reiki. What if we could go back in time and repair or influence something in our lives that affects the outcome of the present or the future? I was listening to a talk by a shamanic friend and colleague, Elida Birch, and she mentioned a study by researcher Leonard Libovici that was done with hospital patients who had sepsis in 1990. The objective of the study was to have people say prayers for a group of patients to see if it had any effect on the outcomes. The study showed that mortality was lower and the overall length of stay and fever were shorter in the group that were included in prayers. Here's the interesting part. The prayers were said 10 years after the people were in the hospital with the infection. Let that sink in. So how did that work? We are multidimensional energy beings experiencing a brief physical stint on Earth. In our natural energetic state, we are not bound by the constraints of time or space. So healing can happen in present time when the tending is focused on the past, and it can clear the way for creating the future that we want to embody. In Reiki Level 2, we learn how to do healing at a distance. What makes this possible is the symbol called Hansha Zeishonen, 
Once this symbol is activated in us through an energetic attunement, we can use it to send Reiki healing light anywhere instantaneously. And we can also use the symbol to send Reiki through time, to the past, and to the future. When I first learned this in my Reiki class, a whole new perspective opened for me. It changed completely the way I thought about healing and energy. Now, as a teacher, I share with my students that this is an ideal practice to work with in our own tending. We know the times in our lives which were difficult, when and where we experience trauma, pain, injury. We can see ourselves at that age in that situation and send Reiki light back in time to ourselves. It may be the thing that gets us through that difficult time, but it also stays in the energy field afterwards, continuing to work through the energy bodies like a time-release medicine. It unwinds the trauma from the cells, from the organs, from the chakras, the etheric template. It takes the juice out of the story we tell ourselves and uncovers our true selves, the divine light we truly are. We can also send Reiki ahead of us to the future. In a practical manner, we can send it to clear and elevate the space in doctor's offices for procedures and surgeries, and to highways and hotels before we travel. But we can also send it ahead to how we want to be in the world. If I want to be fearless, compassionate, and patient, then I send Reiki to that image of myself embodying those qualities. One would think if we had a magical tool like this, we would use it all the time to heal our past hurts and envision our joyful future. But I have found we have a habit of neglecting our own self-healing. In Reiki Level 1, my teacher stressed that doing Reiki on ourselves every day was very important for us to continue to learn how to flow Reiki and to integrate the attunement. I did that every night before I went to bed for a few weeks. Then it tapered off, and I might do it when I remembered or when I had a pain or illness. After each level, I would practice less on myself and more on others. But I was more tuned into my energy and my guides, and I would get a message or a feel when I needed to give myself Reiki. Then when I became a Reiki teacher myself, I saw with my students how giving themselves Reiki treatments is a key part of the learning experience. If we look within ourselves for the power to affect change, we will find it. I realized when I heard Elida mention the prayer study that if I spent as much time seeing myself in the future the way I want it to be, instead of wondering what it will take to get me there, the manifestation of that future would be happening now. And then adding power to the vision with tools like Reiki, prayer, which in itself is a form of energy medicine, affirmations, tapping, and shamanic journey work, we are amplifying that creation of our future. It's worth making time for, isn't it? Thanks so much for listening. I wish you bountiful blossoms and blessings this season. If you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll visit my website, 
shamanicsoultending.com. There you can read other articles and find out more about me and the shamanic community. You can book a session or find out about workshops I offer to empower your life with shamanic practice and Reiki. Don't forget to check out the free resources page. You can also contact me directly at shamanicsoultending at gmail.com.